Welcome to another distinct nostalgia by MIM. More than a podcast. Brought to you in partnership with Life Rooms and Mersey Care NHS Foundation Trust. Staying well, staying home. Ah, on Il Climor Bartat, I'll add those were the days. Great TV from a hotbed of creativity at Kirkstall Road in Leeds. So with that in mind, we've a treat now on Distinct Nostalgia for all classic Emmerdale fans. He was the show's original heartthrob way back when it was still Emmerdale Farm. He joined the Dales drama back in 1980 as Jackie Merrick, having already had a career which had taken in Zed Cars, Candleshoe alongside Jodie Foster and the controversial play for today, Scum. Ian Sharrock left the show 32 years ago, but he's still got fond memories and lots of great stories from a very special time in both his and Emmerdale's life. Close your eyes and think of jeans, checked shirts, woolly jumpers, bales of hay and capers with Seth. Yes, he was close to Seth. And you'll be right back in 1980 as Ashley embarks on part of his epic interview with Ian. Enjoy! Ian, it's lovely lovely to chat to you. Um, I grew up watching Emmerdale and I remember you as this... uh, this young guy who burst into the Dales in around about 1980, and you were something of a heartthrob, weren't you? Oh, I, mean, I know. What, I certainly was. What was that like being a heartthrob in in soap in the early 1980s? Oh, man, it was it was it was crazy. Uh, if you if you remember back then, there was there was, I guess Fraser Hines was a heartthrob. Um, then I arrived. Um, and there was just there was the two of us, and there were oh, uh, was it Chris? What was his name in um, in Coronation Street at the time? You're talking about um, Christopher Quinton, who played Brian Tilsley. That's correct. Yes, and there was him, and that was it. That was it. You know, there was no EastEnders, there was no Brookside, there was no nothing else. There was just the two of you know the two shows. However, it was just weird. You know, it was absolutely weird. There was, though, of course. Um... Uh, you know, the guy that played Adam Chance in in Crossroads, he was a bit of a, a ladies' man, wasn't he? A bit suave and all that kind of thing. You know, Tony Tony Adams. That's right, Tony. Yeah, bless him. Um, yes, that's right. But not not a heartthrob as such. Maybe, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so so it was very very strange, and and it was very very odd for me. I was I was what I was twenty. Um, I'd been an actor for since I was twelve, um, and so I'd been down to school in London and uh, and learnt my craft, as it were, and I appeared in films and all sorts of stuff. Um, and then then I came home to Yorkshire and I got this part in, in Emmerdale, and um, all of a sudden I was a heartthrob, you know, and people were stopping me in the street. I, I can remember walking down a, a street in, in Harrogate, just coming out of a out of a clothes shop or something, and somebody across the road shouted out, Hey, Jackie! And it was the first time anyone had ever said that, you know. And I looked across... I, I, I didn't look around at first because I didn't sort of respond to it, you know. And then eventually I realised what was going on. And there's this guy there waving at me across the street. You all right, mate? And I'm thinking, 
I'm famous! <laughs> <laughs> Which was incredible, because, you know, I'd been an actor, been, I'd worked with, who did I work with by then? David Niven, and Jodie Foster, and Danny Kaye. You know, I'd, I'd worked with all these people. Now, I, I mean worked, I don't mean like appeared with, I mean worked with, you know? So, I don't know, it was just weird to suddenly have people in the street stopping me. It was weird, you know, really, really odd. Emmerdale at that time, of course, was still Emmerdale Farm. And it, it was, it, it, indeed, it, it yeah. was, it was doing, it was doing very well. Um, but it was, it had a reputation for being fairly laid back, sort of sleepy kind of thing. And suddenly there were young people in the show. So that was <laughs> yeah. a bit of a revela- revolution, wasn't it? It certainly was. Yeah, we were very revolutionary. Me and, uh, and Jane Hutchison, uh, my, my, my sister Sandy in it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was absolutely, it was, for me, Emmerdale Farm was was like a breath of fresh air for people, you know, for viewers. They didn't watch it for all the racy nonsense. Mind you, there wasn't much racy nonsense going on at that time. But it was a show. Obviously, in the farming communities, it was a bit of a laughing stop because, you know, schedules and uh, filming, what have you, um, and filming out of season as well, which we had to do for the schedules, um, meant that, you know, that we were a bit of a laugh, you know, to the actual real day-to-day farmers, because they, you know, they knew what, <laughs> you know, you can't be doing that at this time of year, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But, although, um, although you had to do... You actually had to do some of the farming, didn't you? You were actually oh, involved in it. You know, I, I was I was a top top tractor driver. I'll tell you, in, in North Yorkshire, I could reverse a tractor and trailer, and, and I drove um, balers and uh, harvest what they call them, combine harvesters and, and everything. You know, oh bless you, darling. I've got my cup of tea now. Thank you. Um, thanks. And uh, yeah, so so I. <laughs> I used to drive all sorts of stuff and loved it. And uh, we used to, well, we, we, yeah, we, I, 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 I delivered lambs. I delivered a calf. Um, uh, yeah, we loved it. Absolutely loved it. We had to get our hands dirty, as it were, you know. How did you land the part in the first place? Where did it come from? What was the... Where, oh, where, that was just... It? it was just bizarre, actually. I was... Um, <laughs> I was kind of on a, on a sabbatical from being an actor, really. Um, and as I say, I went to school when I was 12, down in London, away from my home, my family. Um, and for nine years, I was a professional actor. I was doing adverts and TV and I was in Z Cars. Remember Z Cars? I was in it. Um, <laughs> when it was live. Incredible live TV. However, um, I was doing all this work. Meanwhile, back at home, all my mates were sort of like um, leaving school and, and um, talking about having a year out and, and and going to university and all that sort of stuff. And um, I was I was getting a bit. Oh, what was that? I was I was. I, all I wanted to do was go home. You know what I mean? I have a proper job and <laughs> some kind of stability in my life. It was really quite weird. And so that's what I did. And I went home back to Harrogate and I got uh, a job in a little um, 
local furniture store, just as a little salesman thing. And I was there for about 12 months. And while I was there, my, the school rang me up and said, Ian, would you be interested in going to Yorkshire TV? We've got a, a, a part for you in uh, Emmerdale Farm. A thing, a thing called Emmerdale Farm, if you're interested. And I went, oh, Emmerdale, oh, yeah, we know Emmerdale Farm. You know, my parents watch that and Gran loves it. So, yeah, yeah, sure. So I kind of nonchalantly jumped in my motor and went off to um, Yorkshire TV in Leeds, which was quite a, an adventure in itself because I never went any further than Harrogate at that time, you know. So I went to Leeds and um, I met the director and the producer and we had a nice little chat and it was lovely and so okay thanks very much for coming see you later and we'll let you know so i walked out back to the car got into the car and the girlfriend's in the car because she'd come for the ride and she said how'd it go and i said well you know this happened and that and it, was, it was really weird i didn't have to read anything i didn't have to well, you know normally you have to read a bit of the script or something None of that, none of that at all. Just had a little chat. It was quite fun, really. Uh, and as I was telling her, there's a tap, tap, tap on the window, and it's the director. And so I wind the window down. And he says, Ian, can you come back inside just for a minute? And I said, Yeah, sure. So I went back inside. And said, now the executive producer um, was in the in the other building, and. Uh, they said, we'd really like you to meet him, if you don't mind. Said, yeah, sure. So, just hang around. And this executive producer came, and he's sort of very grand um, theatrical guy, you know, um, back in those days when when that kind of person was in TV. And uh, and he said, oh, yes, 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 I think it's true. And I got the part there and then. I couldn't believe it. I've never, ever had a, an audition like that in my life. And that was the beginning of it. And of course, so I went back. That was on. A, I tell you when that was. That was a Thursday, because I'd had me. I had me. My day off in the week was a Thursday, um, because I was, of course, I was a salesman in the shop. I had to work Saturday, and uh, so I went back to the shop on Friday. And I, how did we notice it? <laughs> It's incredible, bang, well up like that, incredible. What were you told then initially about the, the the part and what kind of character you would be and who you would be joining and all that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, they, 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 were, they went into all that in, in, in detail, you know, that oh, they were bringing in this, uh, and I did, yes, and I knew from the outset that I was going to be Jack's son. But that was a bit of a secret at the time, you know, um, when, it, when the initial sort of time in, of me in the show, I was Tom Merrick's son, but I was actually really um, Jack Sugden's son, you know, and it was a secret. But I, I knew all about that, you know, so from the word go. And I, and, and I knew it was a, a long-term thing and, you know, they wanted... To, to bring us in as a, as a part of the family, as part of the farm, you know, and become part of the farm family. And so, yeah, right from the word go, I knew what I was in for, sort of. <laughs> um, yeah. It, and, and then, yeah, we, it all started. And, and I can remember going into, walking into the green room for the first time ever, you know, at YTV. And, um, Oh, it's a cup of tea, lovely. Um, Tope Townley, who I heard you 
mentioned talking to Jean about um oh what a wonderful guy he was such a guy he played granddad so totally and um he came trundling across the, the green room uh, he, he shuffled across i would say yeah he sort of like shambles and shuffles across and this old guy who, who I, didn't, I didn't even know who he was, to be honest. You know, I didn't watch Emmerdale. My parents did. I didn't really watch it. So um, he would come in. He said, hello, hello. Ah, how are you? How are you? Who are you? The two of you, of course. And so I was there with, with, uh, with, with Jane. And, uh, and and Jane said, yeah, we're, we're, we're the new kids. You know, we're, we've come in... To, to be regulars in the show. And he was, oh, how wonderful he got. <laughs> and his face lit up, oh, how lovely, oh, wonderful, oh, so good to meet you. And he's, oh, so, such a welcome, it was lovely. So he put us straight to ease. But uh, the rest of them were, were um, I remember Sheila, Sheila, bless her. Well, I love Sheila to bits. She was uh, quite uh, an amazing woman. But to the uninitiated, she could be very, I don't want to say frosty, but um, basically Sheila's problem was she was very shy in company. And if she didn't know you, she was a bit hard to, you know, you had to get to know her before she would open up to you and talk to you and be nice to you. Um, uh, so, and she was, after all, the grand dame of Emmerdale, really, wasn't oh, she? Oh, wasn't she just? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she wasn't, she didn't, she didn't, uh, she didn't deaver it up, you know, like we hear stories about, like Meg Richardson and all that kind of stuff. She, Sheila never did any of that, but she did her, she did, she was the matriarch, you know, and... She did have a certain status. Well, she was from a particular generation, wasn't she? You know? Well, yeah, of course she was. Brian Ricks's uh, sister, and uh, yeah, and all that. The family that you came into. So you had. Uh, was this when they brought Clive Hornby back or into the show as Jack? Wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he 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 had arrived by that time. He, he only about about six months or so before me. Um, yeah, about six months. Yeah, I arrived with Pat. Pat, my mum. Uh, <laughs> uh, played by who played Helen them? Weir, the act, the actress Helen Weir. Yeah, um, who was actually probably more grand than Sheila. <laughs> Bless her. And there we were. We all all arrived at that time. And, we, and had you met any of them before at all? Did you no, no, not at all. No, no. Um, I can remember Arthur and. Uh, uh, Ronald. Ronnie, that's, uh, yeah. Um, you mean Amos a, a, and a, a, Amos and Mr. Yeah. Wilkes, yeah. Yeah, or Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> yeah, we, they were always sat um, next to each other um, in a, a couple of sort of comfy armchairs uh, at one side of the green room, and that was their spot. Those were their chairs, and that's where they went. Um, and they would just chatter away all day together. They were thick as thieves. And they would do the times crossword. That was their thing, right? So they would they would uh, do the crossword and run their lines and whatever. Um, then going around the room, you've got Sheila, who would just 
where was she sit? She, she had her own chair. We had a big sort of boardroom table in the middle of the room. And so us kids, we, we were on there, on the table, you know. Uh, and uh, Fraser would sit on that table. Clive would sit at the table. Choke would sit on, on one of the armchairs separately from everybody else. Yeah, uh, and who else was there? There was, see, there was only like 12 of us. There was Matt and Dolly, wasn't there, at that time? There were Matt and Dolly, yeah. Um, yeah, Matt, Dolly, um, Clive. Oh, yeah, um, we had a Richard Anstey, who played... Um, I can't remember the, the name of the guy now. But he was the, the forerunner of uh, Richard Thorpe's character at Home Farm. And he was a, he was a smashing guy, he was. Richard Anstey was manager of Home, Home Farm... That's and right, he, yeah. And he, I can't and he, his, he was what played, was his character name? He was he play he was played by so Richard Anstey was his name in the show, I think. Oh the character. Oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's actors, weird, isn't it? actors get this wrong all the time. I was getting the names mixed up. Played by Carl Rigg. Carl Rigg. Aye, Carl. And he was he was only in it for a year. And then Alan Turner came on board. Um, You're joking. Yeah. Was he only in a year? Yeah. Wow, because he made a heck of an impact on me as a young fella. Wow, I could have sworn he was in it about five years. <laughs> so the, well, at, the, at the beginning, your character was, uh, he obviously worked on the farms and things, but he, he yeah. was at Home Farm originally, wasn't he? Is that right? He was Home, home Farm, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remind listeners what the difference was between Home Farm and Emmerdale Farm. Well, Emmerdale Farm was a little sm small way up to my 200 acre Dales farm and that's that's the home of the Sugdens Annie uh, well her father um played by totally <laughs> granddad um then there was uh of course uh, um Annie and Jack was the eldest son and there was Joe the youngest son um, there was a daughter, wasn't there? The well, the daughter was married to, uh, to, 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 to Matt, wasn't she? Oh, was that, was that the original wife? And she died, that? didn't she? And that's where... I don't know, because that was before was I came Before your in. time. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So there was Matt, Matt and Dolly who used to live next door, um, which, which, um, and that was, that was, that was Emmerdale Farm. Then there was, uh, Home Farm, which was a larger sort of... Um, what do you call it? Agriculturally, yeah. Is it run by NY Estates? NY Estates, yeah, indeed. Um, and you and, you uh, worked there originally, didn't you? You worked for for NY Estates originally, I think, before uh, you ended up working for Emmerdale. Did I? I don't know whether I did or not. Actually, um, I, I suppose I kind of did because I was like the gamekeeper's assistant, so I would have worked for them a little bit. Yeah. Although I never considered myself as a, an employee of theirs. I was like, well, we do with Seth, you know, so... Um, well, I was going to say, I mean, we'll talk, we'll talk about some of the different different storylines and things in a moment, if you can remember some of the books. <laughs> <with> the, <laughs> you probably remember them, right? It's, always, it's yeah. always difficult, I know. But with, um, uh, you know, Seth, I mean, you had a bit of a double act with Seth, didn't you? He, oh, he, that actor, to, I, I, I think the character took you under your wing as Jackie Merrick, but I think the actor also took you under his wing, didn't he? Stan was a wonderful, wonderful guy. Yeah, yeah. And we we were we were really, really close. Um he was like he was like 
It was like a father figure. It was like my best mate. It was like um, my drinking partner. <laughs> no, it was um, it was a stand-up comic with Stan um, for thirty years. You know, he used to tour all the, the clubs, mining clubs, and what have you. Um, and uh, it was so funny. I used to go. Uh, I used to go see him in, in his in his acts, you know, in clubs. I used to go with him um, quite often, really often. Um, uh, it was it was hilarious. I knew his act better than he did by the end of it. I tell you, it was funny. He was a funny guy. Um, yeah. In fact, we had a load of comics who used to come into the show from the clubs. You know, the, the club turns used to be the sort of like if if you if you we had a uh, a farm labourer or something who had a line as opposed to an extra yeah who don't speak uh, if we had one with a line it was generally a pretty good bet that it would be a, a club turn that would, that would take the part you know well there were a lot of uh, them around weren't there were, were a lot oh, of them around loads of them yeah and there were, there were so being so close to Stan uh, we, I got to know them all and, and we you know were really pally and yeah but Stan Richards, oh, it was so funny. He was. What scenes do you remember with uh, with, with Stan then as Seth? Oh, heck. There's always something going on. There's always some kind of caper going on, wasn't there, with Seth? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. However, my my memory of, of Stan is, is of Seth, if you like, is not not the scenes. It was it was our relationship and our personal relationship and our um our japes as it were you know rather than the characters um japes i remember he he i remember it was actually when tote townley died um in real life and and we had to write in his funeral and it was all very last minute because of course it was a big shock we, nobody expected him to go he went very suddenly so um it was a big panic at the studios and we had to write in his funeral and we had um, a scene, just Stan and I um, sitting on the on some st stone steps outside the farmhouse, um, when I, while I was trying to explain to Seth, how, you know, uh, why I was upset, you know, because you know, he wasn't really my granddad, but he was, and you know, and all this sort of stuff, and and we had this um, kind of emotional um, scene together. Um, and it, you know that spring and autumny thing, you know that um, with a youngster and, and the older guy, and it was it was really it was because we had such a close relationship. Anyway, it was it was a really kind of touching um, uh, scene. And Stan always said uh, that was one of, my, one of my favorite scenes that we ever did together. Bless his heart. What yeah. was it? A bit of a. I mean, as we said at the beginning, you know, that this show had, had certain characters have been in it for. A long time. It wasn't. There wasn't masses of young people in it. There wasn't a huge cast. No. So having the some young people arrive in it was it a bit of a was it a bit of a culture shock for the for the for the cast and crew to have young people? I mean, I'm not. You you weren't you weren't an actor who was raving around all the time. You weren't. You know, you weren't that kind of actor. I'm sure. But was it a bit of a, a bit of a, a culture shock to have young people around? Do you think? We'll be back after a quick break. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. 
Yeah. Nah, man. So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. Damn, you know, just, yo, look, 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 look. We all artists, man. We go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kai, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. With this I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for real. For oh, don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit serious. Uh, no, not with us. Be uh, Jane and 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 I, because we were the only two, you know, um, initially for uh, what seemed like a couple of years, just just the two of us. We we were we were brought up right, you know. <laughs> we were respectful people, um, and we were um, trained actors too, you know. Which is we weren't just sort of dragged off the streets as sort of happens now. Um, I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I mean, you know, uh, we we both had a trained acting background. Put it that way, yeah, um, and. So, so we didn't, we didn't sort of. Oh, can I have your autograph, Annie? You know, or anything like that? Because we, we, we would have died rather than ask that question. You know, right? um, we were respectful, and we knew our place. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, later on, when the, when the others arrived, um, it got a bit pandemonious in in the dressing room at times. You know, um, and. Um, I was just a little bit appalled at some of the behaviour sometimes, you know, um, when the youngsters would be sort of screaming and shouting and running about and doing, you know, no, 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 you don't do that. You don't do that. <laughs> um, but initially, yeah, no, initially it was okay. You know, we, we, we were, how can I say this? Is that like... I did a Walt Disney film, okay, um, with uh, Helen Hayes, you know, Helen Hayes, um, Jodie Foster, David Niven. You know, if I'd have been tearing around the set, you know, screaming and shouting and writing about and asking everybody for autographs and all that, I, I wouldn't have lasted a second on, on a Walt Disney set, you know. So that's, kind of, you know, you knew how to behave, basically, you know, and... Um, well, you might have known you might have known how to behave in uh, in in real life as as the actor, but um, <laughs> actually um, as Jackie, he could be a bit rebellious, couldn't he? There was quite a few things that uh, Jackie oh, got up to, you know, drunk and setting fire to caravans, oh, and all yeah. sorts of things. Setting he, off his his uh, what was it? His shotgun, uh, huge yeah. fights and things, all uh, sorts yeah, of things yeah. you were up to. So, yeah. how did you find that as an actor? Was it was it fun? Oh, it was enormous fun, absolutely enormous fun. I would have, I would have paid them to let me do it. Um, the the Yorkshire Post, Yorkshire Evening Post, um, called me the James Dean of the Dales. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, I'll take that one. <laughs> I bet that went to your head, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, not to my head, no. But yeah, I thought, yeah, that's all right. I don't mind that. But yeah, uh, the James Dean and the Dales. Um, the, the Sun View was the sexiest man in Wellies at one point. I remember. Well, I was going to ask. I was going to ask you about that. About the clo <sighs> clothes you have to add to wear because you were 
you know, on a, on a farm, you're in the countryside, yeah. you obviously had to wear certain types of clothes. And yeah. that lends itself, doesn't it, to, you know, the pe- how the people see you image-wise. So I, I bet there was lots of opportunities, if you had a chance to take them, of you could have modelled everything from, you know, jeans to... <laughs> to- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we, uh, I remember, actually, Jean, Jean and I, uh, we did have a kind of a, uh, an opportunity, I remember, we, there was a coat called a dryzer bone, uh, yeah, it's actually a Australian bush coat thing, it's quite long and, uh, very waterproof, um, it's a bit like that, that coat that, oh, that Tic Tac man, I can't remember, what is that, that, you know that guy with uh, the the racing guy. Oh, you're talking with about his... um, oh god, yeah, what's his name? Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember. The guy with the with the beard, a bit like with um, the beard, yeah, a bit like beard, Amos, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, indeed. I've forgotten his name now, but I know who you're so talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a bit like his coat. He he wears all the time, so it's long and it was so it's really good and. It's, Gina and I both got one um, given to us, so we thought, oh, that's all right. We'll have that. Um, and I wore it on the show. It was, you know, very useful. But, uh, you know, sartorially, um, Jackie wasn't particularly um, well-dressed, I have to say. And, and that's, that's okay, you know. I was a farmer. You had a big mop of hair back then, of course. Oh, I, d- I had hair, yeah, yeah. periods, yeah, which I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did, it, how, did it, how did it feel to be a, a sort of seen as this heartthrob or sex symbol or whatever? What, how did it, how does it, you know, suddenly you're thrust, you mentioned earlier on about how you, you know, you suddenly you thought, oh, I'm famous because somebody's yeah. shouting me yeah. in the street. Wow. But how, yeah. does it, how does it feel to actually be referring to you as, heartthrob and sex symbol and all that kind of stuff. What does it, you know, what does it mean to, to an actor when he hears that kind of thing? Well, I, I can only speak for myself. I, um, I mean, <laughs> I know there are actors who live for all that, you know. Um, myself and sort of people like like Clive Hornby, for instance, we were the antithesis <laughs> of, of all that. We, we hated it, really. Um, we'd never, I'd never, ever... Um, think of myself as any kind of a role model or sex symbol or, you know, heartthrob. Was it, was it a laugh? You know, it was a joke. In, in um, Never, ever took anything like that seriously. Um, I mean, oh, that's tabloid nonsense anyway, really. You know, if... Did you, get you, much, you, did you get much of a response from the public, though? Did you get lots of letters from... I mean, what kind of, what kind of fans were Jackie Merrick fans? Oh. Well, basically, there were a lot of old ladies. <laughs> um, yeah, I never got. Uh, yes, young never... men are always are always popular with the old ladies, aren't they? Yes, 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 uh, yes, uh, and yes, yes, particularly um, old Yorkshire Dales ladies who used to love me, um, grannies. But <laughs> no, and, you know, we used to get quite a bit of fan mail, not sacks of it, but. Uh, about about thirty letters a week, right? Which doesn't sound much, but there was nobody to answer them except you, right? And if you didn't do them that week, you went into the studio because now we only went into the studio 
every fortnight, yeah. So you're, you're out and about a lot of the time in the countryside, weren't you? That's right, yeah. We'd spend two weeks out on location and two weeks in the studio. And uh, so when I went into the studio, that's when I get my fan mail. I wouldn't get out, out, out and about. So I get these, I get, so I get 60 letters arrive, basically. And I'd have to answer them. <laughs> if I didn't, then the next time there'd be 120, wouldn't they, you know? <laughs> and eventually, you know, with the whole sack full and you think, ah, oh, no, what can I do? Uh, um, and they all, they all want some, they all want a, a picture or they want, uh, which was okay. Photos were all right, but it's when they're asking for, can I have a, a can you send me something, you know, a, a personal memorabilia? No, I can't, you know. <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't have anything. <laughs> but they don't understand that. Oh, come on, something, you know, no. Uh, so, the was, was, was a... I mean, you're, you're from, you're from Yorkshire, um, mm -hmm. and you'll, you'll know this, uh, that Emmerdale was, obviously it was popular across the whole of the country and across the whole world, actually, but it was, it was very much Yorkshire's, Yorkshire's cereal wasn't it? Yorkshire's soap. The local oh, people yeah. really took to it, didn't they? I mean, you know, I remember going on those those trips to Emmerdale and to Esholt and all the rest of it, and they were mm -hmm. absolutely jam packed. You know, not you know, not just adults but kids as well. Everybody different oh, ages. Yeah. You know, it was that Yorkshire really took took to it, didn't they? As as its own program. Absolutely, absolutely. Those those uh, times in in Eshel, I can remember very fondly indeed. Like, Coach parties just tipping up. The, the the locals in the village used to really get quite wound up about it, unless they owned the shop, you know, in which case they were very pleased. <laughs> and the pub used to love it. But, uh, yeah, no, the locals weren't too enamoured. But uh, I can remember doing a, a scene outside the Woolpack, you know, just me and Amos and maybe Matt and uh, Jack. And when we finished, we got a round of applause. And we looked round and there was a, a bus had pulled up while we were being filming and it's a whole stream of, of, of blue rinses had come and, and formed this great semicircle outside the camera range and everyone gave, gave us a, a big cheer and, and, and when we finished the scene it was hilarious. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> Let, let's talk a little bit about some of the people you worked with. So when you when you first started, you, you mentioned that the, the other guy was in charge of uh, NY Estates. And then, then Alan Turner arrived a, a little bit later, about 1982, Hi. Richard Thorpe's character, and he promptly sacked you, didn't he? He got rid of you. Yes, a swine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes, he did. And he, he, was, he caused a bit of a rumpus anyway, didn't he, Alan Turner? Because he was seen as this sort of, uh, you know, this guy from out of town who'd come in and he was taking over and... Everyone hated yeah. him at that point. I mean, he became a loved character later on, but at that point, no one liked him, did they? No, no, it was like Donald Trump, wasn't it? It was a Donald Trump character um, suddenly arrived. Um, and, yeah, no, he not only sacked me, but he actually ran me over in his, in his, in his car. He knocked me, knocked me off my motorbike and uh, broke my leg, put me in hospital. What a swine. Yes. <laughs> what was Richard yeah. like? Because Richard, oh. Richard had gone back a long way, hadn't he? Because he'd done oh. film after film after film over many, many years, hadn't he? That's right. Uh, was it in General Hospital as well? I think he, he was. was in, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, terrific, terrific gentleman was uh, Richard, and I mean that. But you know, he was a gentleman. Um, he was a funny guy. 
it was very very popular um with the ladies our, our Richard um and and a huge popular member of the cast um you can see why why his character in, endured so long you know in the show I went to his um his 80th birthday party in in Huddersfield um which was lovely it was lovely to see him after all those years which was only what was about, I don't know, 2011-ish, something like that, I think. Yeah, because um, it wasn't long before he, he didn't, he, he died not soon. I not know. long after yeah. that, didn't he, really? Yeah. No, he did. Yeah, he, yeah, really, really sad. So eventually, you're, you, you were this gamekeeper's assistant with Stan Richards playing Seth. And then you yeah. ended up working for Emmerdale, didn't you? Emmerdale Farm itself. That's with, right, yeah. With Matt. But you were... Again, you were a bit rebellious, weren't you? Because you weren't, you didn't, you, you didn't, basically, you didn't get the Emmerdale work ethic, did you? You were quite lazy, apparently. Is that right? Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I just typecasting, mate, don't worry, mate. Uh, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm trying to remember. You had a lot of scenes with Matt, didn't you? I think you had a lot of I scenes. I had loads of scenes with, 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 with Matt, yeah. I can remember riding horses with him um, on one stage. Um, the two of us, it was really funny. We actually riding uh, on horseback somewhere. I can't remember how that happened, but it was that was incredible. I can remember um, doing the sheet with him on, uh, on moors in... Horizontal blizzards um, with sheepdogs looking like, like a snowman, but then it shook itself and you said, Oh, it's not, it's a dog, you know. Um, it was incredible. Uh, um, I remember falling down a hole once, I remember that. I fell down this hole into this pit, <laughs> so I can't remember, uh, this pothole. Um, broke my leg again, I think. Uh, so you're out. You're out in all weathers. Um, oh, but, but, oh, yeah. But was it? I mean, I, I often watched. I often watched it and thought, you know, you were saying earlier on about the the, the farmers sort of, you know, question the authenticity. But for those of us who weren't farmers and just knew a, a basic amount about what what would happen yeah. with farming, it did feel it, it did feel very authentic. It did yeah. feel very real. It felt as though you were really getting to grips with it and and doing the job you yeah. know it was even as a little boy watching it i used to think you know this is this is real this is really 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 good you know what i mean yeah yeah and it, and it was real you know we were really interacting with the animals and we were doing you know like like Jean was talking about shearing the other near the other interview with her and i can remember having to shear a sheep you know numerous times um Learning all sorts of different skills, apart from all this driving I was doing, which I loved. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't think of specifics now. But every aspect, you know, we used to like the the um, the harvesting. We, we every year we'd, we'd get heavily. This is Clive and I particularly. You know, we'd, we'd end up with a combine harvester. You know. And one of us driving the tractor and trailer alongside it, you know, in sync, so that it could uh, deposit its thing. And we'd be moving and operating everything. And it was fabulous, you know. I suppose that was the difference between Emmerdale and, the, and some of the other uh, dramas, really. Yeah. Was because you got, 
you know, yeah, they got a set or whatever it may be, if it was Brookside or Corrie or EastEnders. Yeah. Whereas you'd got the whole of the of Western North Yorkshire to play with, haven't yeah. you, really? Yeah, absolutely, you've got it right in the nose there, yeah. Which is not, but they haven't now, have they? You know, now they're in this custom-built village thing. And so it's no different, now, I don't think, to, I don't know, the street, for instance, you know, which is the same. Um, so did you enjoy being out and about? Was that a good thing, oh, a nice thing, yeah? We loved it, we loved it, absolutely. In fact, Clive, Clive, Freddie and I, uh, and Fraser to some extent, though, not as much. Um, we had a completely different show to the rest of them, you know. We used to quite often comment on that, that it's a completely different show to, like, Ronnie and Arthur. Not so much Arthur, because Arthur did move about, but, like, Ronnie was in the pub all the time. He would appear out outside the pub, uh, doing his thing with his apron, standing on steps, and, you know, nay, 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 Mr. Wilch. And, and uh, uh, he would do that, so we would appear in Eschalt, because once we went through the door, you were back in the studios, yeah? So he would work two and a half weeks out of the month, because all his scenes were inside. Um, Arthur Pentelo played Mr. Wilkes. Um, he did do a lot of location stuff because he, you know, he came visits to the farm and visits here and visits there. Well, he had a bit of a so, thing going with with Annie, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, not a thing, thing, but a thing. Yeah, yeah. They had a close relationship, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so, but but Matt and me and Seth and uh, Jack, we were in every location. And every scene in the studio. So we worked a full month, yeah, a full cycle. Whereas a lot of the other characters, they, they only worked a couple of weeks. Like Annie, very rarely went out on, on location, only on special occasions. So she just worked two, two weeks out of the month. Well, she was holding court in that kitchen. In the kitchen, yeah. Wonderful kitchen, yeah. I do remember some scenes of you in the kitchen being oh, sort of talked yeah. to and talked at about different things and yeah, shouted at and all sorts. Yeah. Everything happened in the kitchen. Everything was decided in the kitchen, wasn't it? Indeed it was. Indeed it was. And I'm sure it probably is, you know, in, in reality on, on Dale's Farms, you know, because that's where people meet, isn't it? You know, they don't... I don't suppose they, they have... Well, I suppose they do have offices now, but... Um, back then, you had the kitchen. That's where you meet for your meals and that's where you do your talking. What was that like? Because obviously that was a set, wasn't it, the kitchen? Yeah, um, yeah. What was it like, though? Because I always, as a little boy, I was fascinated. I think I said to, it was either to Freddie or to uh, Jean, that I was fascinated by it because they had this big arger and it, <laughs> yeah. it looked such a comfortable, lovely kitchen. Yeah. Obviously, as a studio, it'd be a bit smaller and whatever. But, uh, you know, how did it, what did it feel like? Was it, did it feel like that? Yeah, well, kind of, but don't forget, in a studio, you've only got, well, the maximum of three walls, yeah? Usually only two, so uh, it, you are, you have to use your own imagination, and, and, but you do, you do, and it's the same wherever, whichever set you're in, because two of the walls have got to be open because of the cameras moving around, so um, whether it's the pub or you, your bedroom, you know, wherever you are, um, you've got to be, in, have the ability just to 
build those extra walls with your imagination, you know, otherwise, otherwise it's not real. Uh, but the, the, the final kitchen was, was, it was ideal, wasn't it? It was like everybody's picture-perfect farm kitchen with its agar and its open fire. Suicide is sadly something which affects people from all backgrounds. I got a phone call that she, only minutes after I had spoken to her, had killed herself. I felt like I've killed my best friend. I'm Daryl Morris, radio presenter, writer, columnist and professional northerner. I'm Professor Alice Roberts and this is Life Matters. Brought to you by the Zero Suicide Alliance. We do know that there are some people who tend to be more at risk than others. In our latest research, we'll be hearing what effect losing a loved one to suicide can have on young people. I've felt guilty and I still feel a little bit guilty for not calling her mother or calling the police. Whenever I see these kind of things, I would always call for help. From Norway, we'll be hearing from Inga Bjorg Blinheim and her story about how she became a guardian angel of a closed Instagram community where many young people have taken their own lives. A lot of people are ashamed that they have the, these accounts. They have really depressing usernames, so it's quite obvious that it is those kinds of accounts. This is Life Matters with Daryl Morris and Professor Alice Roberts. Listen within your podcast provider and visit zerosuicidealliance.com for a free online awareness course that could help you save lives. Distinct Nostalgia includes some special interviews remembering nearly 50 years of Emmerdale. I've been speaking to Ian Sharrock, who played the original Emmerdale heartthrob, Jackie Merrick. I can remember walking down a street in Harrogate and somebody across the road shouted out, Hey, Jackie! And it was the first time anyone had ever said that. Didn't look around at first because I didn't sort of respond to it. And then eventually I realised what was going on. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm famous! <laughs> We're right back to the beginning in 1972 with Freddie Pine, who played Matt. Donald Bavisock said to Kevin, I wanted to write a series about a farm. And he said, well, I don't know anything about a farm. So they said to him, well, come up to Yorkshire and live for a two or three weeks and find out it did come off the shelf and it did start and Peggy said my name Matt was the first word of the series because she said Matt do you know all those new people over at Pickersgills or something that was Arthur Pentelow and his daughter Mr Wilkes because the daughter came riding over on a horse and she said, do you know those people? So my, I've always been quite proud that Matt was the very first word of the whole bloody series. <laughs> Still going 50 years later or something. And you can't have Matt without Dolly. Jean Rogers has been reminiscing about her time in the Dales as well. It was lovely, it was Toke. And he said to me after I'd been in the show about four or five weeks, he said... Just to let you know, he said, Sheila approves of you. <laughs> and I said, oh, really? Because I didn't know. Oh, yes, he said. She was watching you. But, but she, Sheila was always very professional. We felt as though we were mother and daughter in a way. We've some 90s fun with Dina Payne, who played Viv Windsor for 18 years. I'll only wear trousers if I'm going to Scarborough for the day. But when I'm working in the post office, 
or when I'm working in the cafe, nice short skirts, padded shoulders, jackets, big earrings, you know, the lot. So you, you had some real input then in, into her character. Like I said, I wasn't really get given any kind of uh, direction for the character. So I just thought, well, OK, you don't give me any, I'll make it up. <laughs> and there's plenty more still to come, including Alison Spiro, who was Sarah Sugden, and Roberta Carr, who played Jan Glover. Trawl through our feed now to find hours of soap history. Remembering Emmerdale on Distinct Nostalgia. More than a podcast. Only on Distinct Nostalgia. When I ran out of children's books, I used to read from Woman's Home. Who knew a four-year-old would be gripped by an article on cross-stitch? We're uniting the ages with Generation Games, a series of comedy and drama monologues and duologues coming exclusively to distinct nostalgia. Stories exploring connections, friendships and relationships between people across different age groups, beginning with Missing You, starring June Brown and Sam Barnard. Mum thinks I need protecting, but I need protecting from love. Pity that social worker of his can't do something useful for a change. Contact the noise abatement lot. Put in a complaint. I like her, I said. And then, silence. What's the problem? I asked. Still take advantage of you, Mum warned. Missing You by Richard Verjet, With the legendary June Brown only on Distinct Nostalgia. More than a podcast. When the revelation came out that you were actually, Jackie was actually Jack's. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, can you remember that? Was it, was, it, was it a big revelation, both in terms of the show itself, but did the public react to that as well? I can remember Clive, or Jack, telling me, I can remember the scene, because I've seen it on YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can remember the scene... I was standing near a tree and Jack told me that he was my dad and I basically told him where to go and, and ran away. And just sort of continued in that vein for best part of a year, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look back at the character and actually when you think about it, you know, his head had been messed with a bit, really, in terms of... Oh, you know, very much so. And, yeah, and he, 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 triangle he, with Tom. Exactly. And was he, Tom. He, he was going to yeah. go into the army, wasn't he? And then ended up not going into the army. Or, or he was in the army, but got kicked out, didn't he, because of the arson attack or something? It, well, it wasn't an arson attack. Um, it, or was it? Oh, yes, it was the arson attack. Yes, it was. Um, yeah. It, it was this, this um, weird... Uh, it was this triangle, wasn't it, with Jack and Tom, Tom Merrick uh, and me. Um, it was just, just a war going on all the time because Tom absolutely hated Jack. Jack hated Tom. Um, and I loved Tom because Tom was my dad and, uh, and all that stuff. But, uh, but Tom would always, always let me down, you know. I'd always get let down and... Um, and Jack was always, <laughs> always there, you know. But there I was, and I was sitting there. I'm Jackie, Jackie, and Jack, Jackie, and Jack, Jack, Jackie. You know? <laughs> so, uh, hello. There's a big clue for you. <laughs> yeah, right from the word go. 
Now you you arrived in it roughly actually around the same time as as Jean arrived, didn't you? Because she just yeah, taken again, over. Yeah. Again, Jean Jean arrived just a few months before me um, uh, with Clive, I think. Really, it was Clive and Jean more or less at the same time. And then uh, Jane, um, Helen, and I arrived somewhat about six months after that. What was Helen Weir like to work with? Working with Helen, um, it, she was it was great. You know, as I say, because we'd all arrived at the same time, so the the the, the three of us—that's Helen, Jane, my sister, uh, Sandy, and myself—and uh, so we arrived. And we, we, although, as I say, Tote was very welcoming, and and uh, and well, they were all, all were very welcoming to us. Uh, but we still had a certain kind of us and them thing going on because as you as you do when you when you enter a new situation. Uh, plus the fact that uh, at that time our accommodation was the uh, caravan, so we had this static caravan on on a meadow land. But so so we were apart from them, you know, and uh, we didn't have a lot a lot of um, scenes like in the kitchen. Uh, Helen did, I think, but not so much me. I hope all my studio scenes initially were uh, done uh, in this caravan with, with Jane. And so that means that uh, we, weren't, we weren't used on that other week when, when they were doing like the home farm interiors and the, the pub interiors. So that was a whole week we weren't needed. You know, we'd have a week off. So we, we weren't physically interacting with all the other actors all of the time. So we did have a, um, an us and them sort of thing going on. Uh, so we formed our own little clique, you know, our own little bond. And so although Helen would, would constantly remind me, of course, I'm not old enough to be your mother, really. you know, Because <laughs> I, I was actually older than my character and, you know, and all the rest of it. So... Um, she was constantly you, 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 were, you weren't much older than your character, were you? You were only about about four or five years older than your character, roughly, I think, weren't you? Yeah, that's right, yeah. I was 16, the character was 16, uh, and I was 20, uh, 19, 20 at the time. So um, it was a bit of a shock, that, going back into school uniform, I can tell you. <laughs> hey, oh! <laughs> Been up for long. Yeah, and, 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 and I couldn't get served in pubs. I'd walk into a local pub. And, and they wouldn't serve me. I said, why not? You're only 16. I said, bloody not. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take my driving licence around with me. <laughs> well, people, uh, be, the thing is, people believe this, don't well, they? I mean, they I was talking the other day to Bruce yeah. Jones, who played Les Battersby in Coronation Street. Oh, yeah. And, and he yes. was saying people, come up, um, the character, you know, his character's daughter, Leanne in Battersby in, in Coronation Street recently, has been having a, a difficult time with a, a child, a child who's died, and um, people still come up to him in the local supermarket and are saying, "You need to get back and look after your Leanne and all the rest of it." <laughs> He's been out of it for about fourteen years, <laughs> and you have yeah. to go along with it, don't you? You have to go along. Oh with it. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But that's a bit much if they're, stop, they're stopping you having a having a pint because uh, because the character in the uh, wouldn't let me in the pub. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you can come in, you're not. Uh, you go. Uh, very funny. Now, <laughs> as as you went on, obviously more and more new characters came in, and they started to expand the the, the cast a bit more, didn't they? Uh -huh, and you yeah. got um, 
a bit of a friend in it, didn't you? You got Archie Brooks arrived. Uh, yes, tell yes, us, Johnny Pitts. Tell us a bit about that. Archie, well, uh, yeah. Uh, when Tony first arrived, um, I can feel, I remember being quite in awe of him, really. Um, we, were, we were the same age. Um, Tony was from South Yorkshire. He, he had very little sort of acting experience, but he was a very good-looking kid. Uh, he was a very good-looking kid. Um, and, and he used to dress well, as well, I can remember. Unlike me, I was just slobbing around in my jeans and T-shirt and that's it, you know. Um, he, he, would, he would have something like a, a pair of like Levi's and, um, and a white knitted sweater, you know, and something. It looked, it looked the bee's knees. And, uh, and he had hair which sort of behaved, unlike me. My hair was all over the bloody place. And, uh, yeah, um, he, <laughs> he used to have this uh, proper hair cut, you know, proper, proper, proper job. Whereas my hair, um, throughout my life as, a, as an actor, has never been my own, as far as I'm concerned, you know. It depends, it belongs to whichever film company or whatever TV company I'm working for, and, and it's styled according to what they need, not, not in some kind of like modern style that I might like. Um, did, so, did you did you also have a hair a bit like mine in the sense that it would never do what you wanted it well, to do scruffy. anyway? Yeah, yeah, scruffy, <laughs> right. Honestly, it doesn't matter how yes. much if I go to a hairdresser's and the person they style it, I can never get it that way. No, no. And yeah. I can imagine I can imagine for you as well, because you were out in the countryside and all the weathers, it made it even more difficult, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, but that, for for me that was all part of my character, you know, that I loved it. I loved that. You know, I would never, never um, attempt to sort of try and train it or keep it in a particular style because it would, you know, Jackie wouldn't. He wouldn't dream of doing that like that. It wouldn't, it wouldn't even cross his mind to even look in the mirror in the morning, let alone, you know, worry about oh, is my hair in place? You know, <laughs> so, so it, it was never a concern for me until Pierce arrived, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at him, and he's, he's coloured it. It's like blonde, and it's. It's got this quiff thing going on, like, wow, you know, it looks like a dead modern guy. So I felt a bit, a bit put out over that. Not that, you know, I did anything about it, or would, but uh, I can remember, remember being a little bit in awe of, of Mr. Pitts. Um, his character used to, well, led me astray once or twice, as I recall. Um, we did a lot of... Um, drinking and stuff together and yeah we had, we had a lot of good fun times in the show and characters i mean uh off set tony and i uh, we were we were very close in fact he came and lived with me for a while in my uh my cottage in rawdon he was my lodger for a little while because he was looking for a place of his own um we used to have this thing tony would tony would say about three years and I would say, tell me, Tony, how long have you been psychic? <gasps> <laughs> we do stuff like that all the time, the pair of us. It was, it was really, really quite funny. Did the character from the very beginning, do you think it, do you think the character evolved? And how much of, were you able to put into, into Jackie, do you think, over the time that you were, you were there? 
Well, that's this is a this is a, th a thing to do with the writers. Um, as at that time in Emmerdale, I don't, I don't know how it works now, but then um, I think Jin described something about the, um, the the blocks that we used to do. Sort of, so we, we, the scripts were written um, six at six at a time, eight at a time. Oh, no, I think six, I don't remember. But, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. We used to film six episodes over four weeks. And those six episodes were written by one specific writer, yeah, um, under the direction of the script editors. Now, there was a, a triumvirate of those, or three of them. Uh, they were in a little office um, upstairs and they dreamt up all the storylines made a little synopsis, gave it to writers, and the writers used to fill in the blanks, basically. Yeah? Um, and because these three writers were were above us, and, you know, and, sorry, not physically, but, but physically not, you know, <laughs> um, but they were with us all the time, so they would come in the bar with us and have a drink with us, and they knew us, and they'd come down to visit us in the green room and stuff, and we knew them all, and they knew us. We would quite often find that if we talked to them, which we did, and said, oh, you never guess what happened to me, you know, such and such a thing happened, and, you know, and, and then, and then, what's her name came in, and she said this, and whoa, everything was blah, blah, blah. And then a month later, your character's got that as a storyline, and you think, hang on, is it? <laughs> that was that happened in my life. That was, that was a thing in my life, and now I'm having to replay it as the character. You know, this isn't really on, mate. A lot of that kind of thing used to happen. So you'd find that uh, your, your own character traits as the actor slowly developed as became part of your character on screen, which was a was okay. It made acting it easier because, you know, the closer it got to you, then, you know, the easier it was. But as an actor, it was a little bit... I don't know. It, was a, it wasn't really... You like to be challenged, don't you, as an actor? You like to be challenged, really. That's why, that's why we're actors, you know? We're actors to play different characters, yeah? play different parts, different characters, not uh, not to play ourselves, you know. Yeah, I suppose I suppose the difficulty is when it's a long-running drama serial, you're going to have, you know... Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. There's horses for courses, you know, that's what, that's what happens. And it's like, you know, there's me saying that, but then you look at any, any film actor, and they're always playing themselves, aren't they, you know, really? Yeah. So oh, often, often, often. So, um, so yeah, Jackie in love. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what about what about that then? Obviously, you ended up with um, with Melanda Burroughs' character, Kathy, Kathy Bates. Mm -hmm. But there were a few along the way, weren't there? Oh, there was, there was, there was. There was. Yes, yes. <laughs> so what what what, yeah. what what could you remember? I remember Bev Callard. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Angie, she played she was fish. Um, Fish and chip shop owner's daughter. <laughs> and didn't you didn't you have a fling with Bev in real life as well? Oh, that was afterwards. Yeah, afterwards, we had a we had a doorman 
um, uh, on security uh, at the studios uh, outside our rehearsal room. And uh, w when Bev first arrived, uh, this guy, bless his heart, he was so funny, but uh, he took her on one side and he said, um, tell me, how, how, are you, how are you getting on with, with um, young Mr. Shark? And uh, she said, oh, oh, very well, yeah, he's a nice, nice chap, you know, fun time and all that. Yeah, yeah, he's gay, you know. He said, so, <laughs> so I thought, why, why wasn't any of my little charms working on this woman? You know, <laughs> it's quite earlier. <laughs> but she was under the absolute conviction that I was gay and so I was out of bounds you know from that point of view as a consequence um it was it wasn't I didn't find this out until um until he told me later so uh, she'd actually left us uh, but uh, Bev and I kept in touch um and uh, yeah and we had a little fling oops fine why not we're two single people having fun so Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, and I, and I gathered. You know, I've, I've, I've not heard her specifically. But I've heard other people say that, you know, she speaks quite affectionately of her time in Emmerdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had some some really good good fun times. Uh, I can remember snogging her in a haystack once, but I don't suppose she's really talking about that. Um, no, we we had a lot of fun. You know, we we we, we went up and down the dales filming and it was great fun you know that was that was the magic of emmerdale farm you know it was the dales man that our, our my working day would start at seven o'clock in the morning um whereas everyone else you know the, the, the other characters i'm talking about earlier you know their filming days didn't start till 10 o'clock you know <laughs> so we were out in blizzards as i said you know horizontal blizzards at eight o'clock in the morning we were out there um and they were all tucked up in the beds, but but it was getting out and about and seeing the scenery and working there and being amongst all the animals and just doing all that kind of stuff was magic, magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I suppose as a as a young character in it as well, um, going back to the whole thing of 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 girls and dating and whatever, it ga it gave the the show's writers something new to focus on, didn't it? So oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. And, and Absolutely, that, and, yeah. And, and uh, as you say, so there was, so there was, um, so there's Bev Carlard's character, and can you remember some of the others before Kathy? There was a girl called Sita. I remember. I can't remember her real Sita name. Sita Sharma is that the one? Uh, is that character's name? You did, yes. Jackie also yeah. dated Sita Sharma. Oh, right, and she'd yeah. been your nurse when you were in hospital That's... after the accident. Yes. 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 After yeah, when you broke my leg. Yeah. Like um, you do. Yeah. You date, like you do. You go and date the nurse. You know. What I mean? As you do. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. Then came Jackie actually finding somebody who he really wanted to be with, and yeah. that was uh, when Melanda Burroughs arrived in the show, and she's definitely one of them memorable characters of that that period and i remember her mom being in it as well of course yes mrs bates who was who was who was close to alan turner wasn't wasn't she yes indeed yes did they yes. get married eventually i can't remember now. oh i don't know if they did i was i was must longer. have been later but but mrs mm. mrs bates played by diana davis of course yes um, I? I just remember for for me she is always mum 
in How We Used to Live, which was another great Yorkshire TV oh, series. Oh, yeah. You know, I, back I missed the... that. I didn't see that because I was down in London, probably. Well, you were down so in London then, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was at school then. Yeah, so that but, was uh, that was a really good series. But yeah, so tell us a bit about that sort of um, that relationship and how that sort of built up. This young breath of fresh air, wasn't she? This young blonde thing just blew in from seemingly nowhere. I think they came from Hotton originally or something. But uh, there she was in the village. She worked for NY Estates, did die, didn't she? Uh, but yes, yeah, so there was this, this young girl um, uh, and we started dating. I remember um, getting absolutely drunk. Uh, this is the character, not me. Um, not that <laughs> But uh, getting plastered in, in the Woolpack. I was supposed to be doing a disco or something in the bullpack, uh, Kathy was there and I was watching Kathy. she was flirting with some boy <sighs> and I was getting more and more wound up, more and more jealous and eventually I went outside and, and I, um, oh yeah I remember now, I, I, I sat in my van and I, and I got drunk on some cans, I don't my cans particularly but I did um, and then I decided I'd had enough slammed this my little van into reverse um started to to back up and seth had pushed had parked his bike against the back doors of my van so i promptly ran it over he got stuck under my car under my van um saying trying to rip it out i managed to pull off the exhaust pipe because it was a piece of wonderful uh, engineering british engineering and uh, uh and beat the van to death with the exhaust pipe Yes, I beat it within an inch of its life. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, like John Cleese with that twig. Yes, but I, I really went to town on it and smashed everything. Did this impress Kathy? Well, they, they all came out, and I was, I was drunk as a skunk, and uh, they, they all came out. Jackie, what are you doing? And I just looked at Kathy and said, "Kathy, I love you," and just ran away, as you do. I mean, it's pathetic. Yeah. And that was it. That was the beginning of our torrid romance. And because we got married, we went to Tunisia for our honeymoon. And that was, that was the first time any soap had ever gone abroad, as far as I know. Um, actually, well, I think, I think Coronation Street did it with the, uh, with the uh, Costa del Sol in the 70s. But you actually went abroad. To, I didn't remember that. You actually went abroad to Tunisia, did you? Yeah, we did, yeah. We had a film, film with the film crew. And we filmed our uh, our honeymoon, yeah, in Tunisia. We had a whole storyline about how we broke down and um, got rescued by this Bedouin or something. I can't remember now, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, yeah, it was it was very exciting to be coming abroad filming, you know, um, filming for for Emmerdale. I just couldn't believe it. It was smashing. A lovely little hotel. Well, that's the, the characters, you know. Um, yeah, it was terrific. We, the, the writer came with us. So we literally, we, we, we were f making TV on the hoof, literally, yeah? Because he would, would, would sit in his room, his hotel room on a night, type up the script. They'd rush the script to us. We'd learn it and we'd do it. We'd film it the next day on location somewhere because he'd been inspired by something he'd seen in a location, you know? 
so, and, and a whole story would come to his mind, you know, so he'd write it. We'd have to learn it there and then, usually just a couple of minutes before we actually filmed it. It was, a, it was really good. We, we had such a, um, a great experience that. And we ended up, you know, riding camels and doing all sorts of stuff. You know, it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 sounds, that sounds brilliant. I have to look those episodes. I don't want to come home. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Sharrock, and join us for part two of that interview when we'll be finding out how Jackie Merrick was written out and was Ian happy about it? We'll find out next time. And also, uh, we'll be talking to Ian a little bit more about some of the other things he's done over the years. He had a pretty prolific career as a child actor. We'll be finding out about that. So join us next time for part two of our interview with Emmerdale's original heartthrob. Distinct Nostalgia is produced by MIM and there are loads more excellent shows to listen to on our website. Danny Rogers recalls growing up with 321's Dusty Bin. So my first encounter with Dusty Bin was my dad sort of wheeling him out as a young boy. I had no clue what this thing was. And I was frightened, of course, but as it went on, I was like, oh, this is my new best friend. <laughs> and I was one of the lucky few that actually had one in their bedroom. Cathy Gorey discusses the legacy of Rosemary, the telephone operator. Hello, hello. I had an effect on a bunch of Gen Xers, or maybe I was their first female crush or something, but I meet men, some of them quite powerful now, who grew up watching me. You know, watching Rosemary rather but I thought this is nuts and they let me do pretty much what I wanted to do everything was always rhyming some you call the police department talk Hong Kong and that's that's what I thought Rosemary would sound like and John Boy himself talks about his childhood with the Waltons it was really one of the great ensemble TV shows I mean we had 11 regulars and although the story was told from John Boy's point of view one of the great things about the show was the main story could be about the little kid one week or it could be about the grandparents so you had all this wonderful generational comprehensiveness about it and so i would call it first and foremost a great ensemble these programs and many more are available at distinctnostalgia.com or wherever you get your podcasts subscribe to be notified whenever a new episode becomes available and if you like what we do then please consider supporting us on patreon every penny helps us to make even more amazing content just for you go to distinctnostalgia.com and click on the donate button thank you for listening and bye for now distinct nostalgia is brought to you in partnership with life rooms and mercy care nhs foundation trust We've lots of activities for you to do at home at liferooms.org. Staying well, staying home.